And if I wanted this relationship, which I did, and I wanted more than anything in my life, <laughs> I had to make a step to say, this cannot continue. And this cannot be because it hurts the person I care about the most. That is my highest priority. Me being right about something, me being justified about something, me thinking that it needs to, you know, have its own place upon where it's like, I've been doing this forever, so I'm going to continue doing it. There, There is no place for that. The only thing that remains is it hurts my partner. And that builds um, trust. Welcome back to So What, a podcast about relationships. I'm your host, Dr. Brendan Nirenberg. And I'm your host too, Diane Nirenberg. Today we're going to be talking about the most dreaded, feared thing you can possibly think of. Dramatic music here. Dun, dun, dun. It's change. <laughs> change is demanded of all of us. But what do we mean by change? Change is unique and it's also terrifying. Sometimes I think we also we forget that in relationships, we have two chances or two choices, and that is to either grow together or grow apart. Change will determine how we handle this. What are we also going to look at when it comes to change? We're also going to look at the mechanism that when we're in an established relationship, especially a safe one, we start actually revealing things about ourselves, and these can be you know, past traumas, these can be insecurities, these can be a number of things. And it kind of works like this. Everybody, you know, kind of comes into a relationship and they bring their two suitcases, one for each person. And in those suitcases, there's like maybe a bunch of, you know, hurt, broken toys, you know, different memorabilia, all these other things that represent what it is that they went through or how it is that they came to be that way. And we start taking one at a time out of our part to our partner and saying, look at this. And then there's two choices we get to make at that moment. We can either look at it and say, oh my God, that's completely hideous. Why would you ever show me this? Or this is completely disgusting or revolting. Get it away. And then that partner feels shame, puts it back in, and you will never see it again. So um, we are... A little bit of individualistic human beings and we're really comfortable with ourselves until we get in a relationship and then we start finding out the things that actually are not okay about ourselves and our partner is the best one to show us that part sometimes exactly so we have to show them and the second part of that is we can also respond in a way that we can say oh look what is this this is something that we should explore together this is something we should look into more this is something that might actually be hurting us and maybe we should address it together but in a non-judgmental kind of space mm -hmm. i mean change is, is difficult and when your partner tells you there's something that i'm hurt by that you did or that you said it's, uh, it's a little bit of, you know, a difficult task to recognize it, accept it, and then the next step is to actually do the change. Um, 
that is challenging for two reasons. First, because we have to admit not just to ourselves, but to our partner, that whatever we were doing wasn't okay. And second, because I think we all kind of hold on to things that we think is personality-based, or uncomfortable doing this, or I don't think I'm hurting you, when you had to remember that the other person's perspective also counts. My favorite thing with this is when we talk to each other and when we say there's something coming up and something happens and we say, your partner comes up to you and say, hey, what you just did actually hurt me or it really upset me. And then after that, we go, no, I didn't. No, I didn't do that or that's not me or that's not what I said, that's not what I did, anything like that. And it becomes a more defensive place instead of looking and saying, they're expressing to us that we're hurt and we have an opportunity to say oh man that's that was not my intention at all that's not what i wanted to do i wanted to you know try and express this thing or try and do that or i was frustrated at this but i misdirected it towards someone else and i misdirected it towards the most important person to me so you have a chance to kind of acknowledge about your own accountability in it but accountability is a talk in itself for a way other time by the way side note if you hear noises we have three cats so they might be around <laughs> yeah they're kind of mischievous and they can be running into things and chasing each other because that's what they do and fighting um but yeah to what you were saying i think that we as we said last week we had to always approach um a disagreement or a moment to change from a not defensive um, side because again when you when you ask your partner to change something you're gonna feel attacked it's like saying I don't like what you're doing and I think it's also an opportunity to tell your partner that you don't like what they're doing in a more respectful way I think that, you know, the times that we had to change, both of us, and I, I believe that in five years, we have changed a lot. Absolutely. We changed. My, I know myself, I changed a lot. I got a lot more patient. I used to be very impatient with things for what I could say for myself. It's still a work in progress because I could still use a little bit more patience. And I definitely noticed my own, like what's going through my mind versus what my partner is doing instead you know mm -hmm. kind of separating the two and i think it's it's interesting because i don't think we remember that such as car <laughs> i think that was a motorcycle it was really really loud <laughs> motorcycles are so loud <laughs> um when we don't understand you know one of the things is that we get in relationships and we're instantly under a microscope to another person that person lives with us. They're seeing us. They're, you know, in a way, they're excited to be in our lives. They're they're looking at us. They're watching our moves. They're watching our behaviors. And that's something that we're not used to. And so when you get into a relationship and you have someone saying, hey, what what is that? Your first response is almost to be like, uh, 
what, what are you talking about? I didn't notice that before. What do you, what, what do you mean? I, I don't do this. I have this weird thing for the record that apparently I do this like little <laughs> laugh, like at the end of sometimes when I'm talking or I take a big breath sometimes before I'm about to talk and I, I, instead I decide not to say anything and Diane goes, oh, um, what were you about to say? And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't going to say anything. It's so funny because um, I find this really interesting about Brendan. Um, I know that I'm, I'm the kind of person who observes people's behavior not on purpose, I swear. It's not like I'm watching people all the time, but I, I kind of like pick up on things quickly. And with Brendan, I notice when he's about to tell me something, he just goes like... And then he stops. And I'm like, that's like when you're going to say something, right? You're going to, you, you take that, that breath like really deep and then you say something. And then I see it in his face. He's, there's something there. But then he doesn't say it. And I'm like, what were you going to say? And he's like, oh, how did you know? <laughs> She's very observant. Don't let her fool you. And even probably in this podcast, I'm already on myself. You probably know he's about to speak because there'll be a nice breath that probably will occur right before i start speaking into the mic another thing i actually wanted to bring up was you know being a therapist and i mean it's not much about being a therapist but also being a person who struggles with depression and struggles with a lot of internalizing and internal monologuing and also just you know sometimes having the gift of a wonderful imagination my head goes in the clouds a lot I will start thinking about things. So, sometimes we'll be in the middle of a conversation and my mind will be like, oh, look, squirrel, kind of thing. And it will go into a completely different topic. And instead, what happened before is, in the very beginning, I think this would cause some annoyance and it would cause some frustration. But after learning more about it and understanding kind of and talking it through, Diane see, saw kind of more of a way of like, okay, this is kind of how he is. He's not thinking about something upsetting or, I, you know, it's not something like, did I do something? Did I say something or something? It's my head is literally in the clouds thinking about something else and something completely random or thinking about a story or like kind of like some video game thing and it would be just completely random. And then I'll probably talk about it and bring up some random fact later or some random trivia because I'm a random trivia machine that has a bank of useless knowledge in his brain yeah it's like i'm sure you all have seen that uh, meme where it's like they are a couple in bed and she's like i wonder what he's thinking he's probably thinking about i don't know this other girl and he's like thinking about pokemon well that's brendan um <laughs> and I, I i i realized really quickly that he needed that space that he's not he's not always like if he's in his mind doesn't mean he's thinking about something bad or oh my god it's the end of our relationship he's thinking about breaking up with me i think we all need that space and i understood that also because <clears throat> I, I am the youngest of three siblings like brendan actually and i spent a lot of time by myself because my siblings are way older so they left home when I was really young. And living in that, 
That is our cat. <laughs> That's our oldest Tyrion. He, no, that was Momo. Oh, that was Momo? Yeah, he was oh, screaming. It's hard to hear in the headset. <laughs> I, I know my children's, um, you know, noises, the, the noises <laughs> they make. Um, and um, it's because I had to spend so much time by myself. I know I spent a lot of time in my head. So I thought, you know, he does the same thing. Um, so that is something that helped me understand him in a lot of things. And I think we have to be more empathetic in the relationship instead of focusing so much on ourselves and always thinking that something is wrong or always trying to view everything from our, you know, point of view. Um, and there's something that Brendan was going to say at some point. So this time I'm going to tell it myself because he always tells this to everyone. Um, there was a point in our relationship when it was the beginning and we have more conflicts, if you want to call it like that, like that. And I couldn't understand his perspective because, you know, besides we are two different people in a new relationship, there are things that I understand that are more common in the male um, brain and more common in the female brain. And my female brain couldn't understand certain things. But I stopped and thought, instead of judging that this is a really bad thing and I don't, I don't understand why you are doing this, I thought I just need to understand it. So I just told him, help me understand you and he always does this because for some reason it was like a breaking point for him like it was something that really got stuck in his mind and to me it was just I mean it was just phrasing what I always try to do with him and I just if I don't understand you help me explain things to me because I know that some people in relationships, they just close off. And it's what Brendan was saying. It makes sense. Because sometimes we get afraid of the other person's judgment. So we don't explain to them how we're feeling. But if we don't do it, we don't help them. And that's kind of one of... It was a major breakthrough. Because for me personally, like I never experienced anyone saying... You know, when they're confronted with something that was really you know in hindsight was really anxiety provoking it was really kind of like triggering in a way from past relationships and instead of going into that place like why am i not good enough why am i not this why am i not that you know taking it more interpersonal she chose to say hey what's going on here can you explain this to me? Can you give me a reason? Can you walk me through what your brain is doing? And that takes empathy and it also takes empathy with accountability. Understanding your own past perspective, understanding where you come from, understanding what's going on with you, but not kind of demonizing your partner for behaviors that might, you know, potentially be not really that bad or they need time to change. And we go back to the same topic. And the things that we said in the last podcast, you know, we, we all bring things, from, not just from relationships, but what I said earlier, we live with ourselves for a long time. 
Only our parents tell us what's right and what's wrong. But it's not the same, the relationship with your parents and the relationship with your partner. So there are a lot of things that we don't know, that we don't know ourselves in a relationship. And when we bring that, our partner is the one who says, hmm, I'm sorry, but this, this is not okay. And then it's time to address it and change. In this case, I can complain because Brendan, and I tell this to absolutely everyone, is the person that I know that has the willingness to change the most that I ever known. If you tell Brendan that he's doing something, he's never defensive. He always takes some time to reflect, to reflect, and not just with me, with friends. If a friend tells him, you know, think about this, he'll, he's gonna he's gonna do it. He he always takes that time that we all should, which is just time to listen to someone else. I guess see and he can explain his process better. But what I see he does is he just takes what you told him, think about it, and you start seeing that change quickly. Not like he changes in one day, but he starts taking really small steps to change that until, you know, he gets to the real change. And that's because it's, you know, it starts from a willingness and it depends on like, what's your intention when that happens? And I think sometimes we get caught up on there's so much that we've been through in our past that we get really defensive about it. And it's like, no, I'm not doing wrong because you've been so worried about doing wrong. You've been so worried about being wrong. There's a power kind of about it. And you think that, oh, no, this person is trying to change me and I don't want to change. And that comes from a defensive place, but it depends. What is it that you're trying to prevent the change in? When something you're doing is causing harm, and we're talking like really, like like kind of like specific like things that would cause a harm for any relationship, that would be usually and conventionally not acceptable. So, when you're looking at that and you're saying no, I don't want to change this. I don't want to make this different. You're choosing to say, I am fine with my behavior. I do not care how it makes you feel. I want to continue doing this and I will do it with your knowledge, without your knowledge, however it may be. But you could also choose to say, this hurt the person I care about the most. And I could not, in good conscience at that moment, especially when I have a person who's saying, help me understand you, and is, wants to understand that process and wants to understand how we got to this point. To turn around and say, well, I don't feel anything I'm doing is wrong. I feel justified in what I'm doing, even though it hurt you. That's not being empathetical back. The empathy was already expressed in the first place through her. It was now my turn to reciprocate that and acknowledge my accountability on how that started. And if I wanted this relationship, which I did, and I wanted more than anything in my life, <laughs> I had to make a step to say, this cannot continue. And this cannot be because it hurts the person I care about the most. That is my highest priority. Me being right about something, me being justified about something, me thinking that it needs to, you know, have its own place upon where it's like, I've been doing this forever, so I'm going to continue doing it. There, There is no place for that. The only thing that remains is it hurts my partner. 
and that builds um, trust because after that there are things that didn't matter that much anymore like that was that was a big thing for us um, and I and I realized that it was it was really important at that moment and little by little didn't matter anymore because I already trusted that you were willing to change it so like think about it for a moment that the willingness to change is not just the fact that you know you're gonna change that thing that is hurting your partner but it's also gonna show your partner that you're not there to hurt them so that's gonna trigger less your partner alerts and what I mean with that again I don't want to talk about <laughs> the specifics of of that moment because it was something very intimate but when we had conversations about that after like I remember that you were still feeling guilty uh, with certain things and I told you honey don't feel guilty it's okay so that actually built up to a point that we were just more trusting of each other so sometimes problems also are a big thing because and I have to recognize this um, my fear came from before in that moment that problem that we had in that conflict was more based on previous relationships so I recognized my part um, he he also changed certain things because I think he came to understand this is one of those things that when you're alone that's fine but when you're in a relationship you have to consider the other person but maybe I exploded a little bit <laughs> A little, uh, our bookcase seems to differ. <laughs> See, I'm, not, I'm not saying like she just incredibly hulked it or anything. See? Yeah, I got mad and I just basically kicked the bookcase. I think I was more concerned about her hurting her foot at that point. <laughs> so as you can see, we're not perfect. Um, but again, that came because that came from me having a relationship, a previous one from years ago with someone who never made me feel safe. And so you do bring these things with you to another relationship. I mean, it's natural and it's normal. Um, we are we are individuals made to survive. So we're gonna escape from danger always. And as difficult as that whole situation was, I think it actually, what going through it, opened up so many more doors of discussion the of reaching kind of new levels and things like when we were talking about in our first podcast if you happen to listen to our first episode we were talking about how you know we have this kind of like fear because we're looking at other people and if like what are they thinking am i thinking about good enough you know all these kind of things that kind of come up with it and because of going through this situation we were able to kind of come to a place of trusting each other that this is not the issue. This is not something that's going to intrude on determining we have less or more value and that we are affirmed in being completely with each other and nobody else because our relationship is a traditional monogamous one. 
So there was now the absence of potential more threats because we went through this. And this is why, you know, I mentioned uh, in probably future podcasts and in my clinical work that we are going to have conflicts in relationships. It's, it's a completely normal phenomenon to have conflicts. How we handle them is really going to be the determining factor. How you grow from them, how you hold them. And I'm sure we'll talk about at some point how you hold resentment after or if you don't. Because if you grow and you guys talk about it and you go and you express everything you both need or as many people need to discuss about it, there should no longer be resentment. I don't remember details about, you know, that argument or that discussion and that growth. I remember you remember me. I remember the anger. The <laughs> I remember that detail and I remember the, you know, main details. I don't remember all the words. I don't remember, you know, all the things that were said. I don't hold resentment towards it. Diane doesn't hold resentment towards it because it's something that we work through and it took a few days. That sometimes it takes a few days, sometimes it takes a week, sometimes it takes a few hours. But as long as everybody has said what they want about it and has talked about their feelings in it and has been heard and understood, both parties usually don't hold resentments. I think a lot of the times we get in trouble because one party gets to express their thoughts, their opinions, and just gets to, you know, kind of hold that the other person did something wrong and how dare they and it's irredeemable or all these other places. And you're not giving your partner a chance to grow. You're not giving them a chance to explain. You're not giving them a chance to be better because they're going to mess up. I promise. They're always going to mess up. And it's just up to us to provide a more growing environment and a more understanding Again, that empathy with accountability in order to actually facilitate something good. And in the other side of changing, we have the changing is okay when it's a problem, like when there's a conflict, right? When it's something small, when... But now, if you want your partner to be someone else, that is another topic, and that's never going to happen. And with this, I mean... Sometimes we get in relationships expect, expecting something, right? We'll have, we'll have our standards and we'll have what we want in life from our romantic, you know, relationships. But sometimes also we get in a relationship with someone expecting that person to be what you want instead getting to know the person and see if that works for you or not. In you can turn someone into someone else. And that is a really, you know, when you get to that realization months later, years later, oh, wait, this is not the person I want. Trying to change that person is not going to work. It doesn't matter how you try. It's never going to work, and you're just going to hurt that person and hurt yourself. The most important thing to remember is your partner can show us how change might be necessary in order to sustain a, you know, a collaborative relationship that meets on all levels, that meets on sexual levels, that meets on intimate levels, that meets on companion levels. You know, there might be some change required because there are some things that maybe don't really need that much change and some things that might need major overhaul. That's what the relationship can show us. The choice to change, that comes within. 
that is only in the internal locus of control of that person. You cannot, under any circumstance, force somebody to change for you. You can hold the boundary and you can say that this is something that will become detrimental in our relationship that will cause it to rupture and break over time or right now, but you cannot force someone to make that change. That has to come from within and it has to be organically from themselves. Because if not, they're not gonna hold themselves accountable. Every time me and Diane have changed, it's because we wanted to, not because we felt forced to, not because we felt that if I don't do this, I'm gonna suffer some dire consequence. The consequences, it could end a relationship, it could end a marriage. But you have to make that choice to say, that is now greater and more important to me, and I do not want to risk losing that. So it has to be your choice. Yes, and I think is it's, it's really based on, on, as you said, you, you really love that person and you want to keep that person. But you have to be realistic with yourself as well. If they are asking you something that is not within you and you know it's not going to happen, you know, you have to be realistic and, and you have to you have to be communi communicative. <laughs> we didn't do mic warm-ups at all. We were just no. like, let's do it. We'll do it live. <laughs> and also, if you haven't noticed yet, yes, I do have an accent. Yes, you have noticed. <laughs> Isn't it the greatest accent you've ever heard? Doesn't she talk so, like, smooth? It's like butter. It's just like, mmm, let's just smooth to butter me, on bread. it just sounds like I'm drunk all the time because I hear myself talking normal and then I, I hear the podcast or whatever and it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> um... Uh, it's like, I, and I, when I was listening to the podcast last time, I was like, I had to use my American accent more. And it's like, ah, fuck it, uncomfortable. I'll use mine. I don't care. Um, We're talking about so much uncomfortableness. Might as well be comfortable, at least with, you know, the dialogue. You feel more comfortable on the accent. And besides, it's you. I know, I know. But, you know, this all comes from, from acting. <laughs> anyway, that's my own thing. Whatever. Um, but yeah, you had to you had to communicate and be realistic with your partner as well. Um, I don't think it's fair to put deadlines when it comes to change. We all have our own pace. But if you're in a agreement with your partner, let's say I don't know, there's a problem in communication because you're a person who tends to be more closed off, and your partner asks you, like. You know, I need you to talk to me more. I need you to tell me how you're feeling. And you know that it's going to be a big thing for you because you have never been this way. You have been your whole life closed off. But you think, you know, this is good for me. I mean, it's, it's good to open up to the people I love. I want to try. But you know that it's, it's, it became part of your personality being like that. I think you had to be... Um, honest with your partner and say I'm willing to change but this is going to take me a long time and you have to be patient because your partner needs to be patient now obviously because this is something that might be hurting your relationship 
But again, if your partner sees that you're making that effort, sometimes that is actually enough. Now, of course, this, you know, goes without saying that it depends on the subject. Some things might require immediately change. Some things are definitely going to require time. And one thing also we have to allow, we have to allow the person who's working on that change to freely ask questions, to freely open communication and say to the person who might have been hurt by it or requires, you know, change to happen or there needs to be a change between both of you. And most situations, actually, if you think about it, change is required on both sides. It might require more on one side than the other, but the other might need to change on how they respond to it. Because if there's no change from the person on how they respond to it, when the person is changing and they're not recognizing it and holding the resentment, there will be no movement. We'll just be focusing from that past perspective and we'll never actually move past it. We'll be holding that person to the same place as if they were doing it in the first place and then their change isn't being acknowledged, their efforts aren't being acknowledged, and then they'll just give up. Because what's the point? If it's damned if you do, damned if you don't, what is the point of doing it? So in the effort of that, you're saying, I'm allowing you to ask the questions you need to so that you can kind of come to a place of understanding about why this is such an impactful thing on me. Like for a person to ask, you know, why does this bother you so much? What is it about you that it's showing you when I do this? You know, all of this, so that way they can understand how it bothers you, how it impacts you. Mm -hmm. But that person has to be willing to ask those questions. But those questions should come naturally if they organically want to change. This is why we go back to you can't force it to happen. Yes, exactly. It's because sometimes, again, like you realize that you're just not with the person you want. You know, like you require too much change and um, also that that person might be in a healing process maybe that person got in a relationship in a moment where they actually just needed to heal before having the, the mental space for a relationship and maybe it's not the, the moment to be dating that person and it's okay and that's something that I mean we can talk about in another podcast but it's always okay to break a relationship because it's not working for you. We have so many thoughts on breaking up. You know, I, I think there's a lot of different thoughts out there, but it definitely deserves its own podcast because I think one of the things we hold on to is that we think there we have to have a good reason to break up with someone when the truth is the only reason you need is because you don't want this anymore. That's it. The other person is going to hurt. You're going to be potentially the villain of this story. That's okay. That's not our place. But that's more in the next podcast. Yes. and Or, or the next one. Or the next one. <laughs> Whichever one, whenever we get to it. We have so many topics, probably. We're, we're always talking. We're mm -hmm. always, that's, that's something I have to say of topic. Um, I, I actually always say this, that I love about our relationship. That we're always talking. <laughs> we are. We're always talking about literally everything. And I think there's some people are like, well, there should be some things you keep from your partner. Why? Why? What is, what is it that I need to keep? Like, Diana's, you know, the love of my life. She's also my best friend. <laughs> you know, I, I tell her everything. I tell her about what's going on through my head. I tell her about what I feel about things. Also, that's one of her gifts, though, that I recognize in this relationship is because I have the free space to do it. 
I can, I don't need to say something. Like if I'm just like, oh, you know, sweetie, look at this, like, look at this anime girl. She's officially waifu material and everything. She's gonna be like, oh yeah, she meets the criteria. She's not gonna be <laughs> like, what do you mean? Why are you like fantasizing over an anime character? Because <laughs> like, I do too. I have my husband. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so it's like things like that or... You know, talking about an interaction that's happened between me and another person or what I'm feeling in a certain time or like if I'm like, I'm feeling upset and she doesn't go automatically to like, okay, what is it something I did? She knows damn well that it's nothing that she did, you yeah. know, at that point. And it's so freeing because she's just like, okay, you're having a bad day. And because I express that and communicate it, she goes into that supportive role. Same thing when she's having a bad day. I know it's like, okay. This has nothing to do with me, how she responds. And if we like lash out, if we get a little upset, if we get a little bit like we're in a mood, it has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with what's happening around us. We're not the villain in this scenario. So don't start saying like, oh, it's my fault. So I'm the reason this is happening. All that, you know, it's it kind of our ego wants to do that impulsively, but it's not the case. It's not the thing. It's more of just focus on what is it that they need? What is it that's actually happening right now? Communication will always be your saving grace everywhere. Yes. And uh, I wanted to bring something up that, you know, related to what you just said. When we, you said that, you know, we lashed out at each other and, you know, obviously we have our moments that, you know, we had a bad day and maybe we are not as, you know, happy and rainbows and everything as always. And sometimes one of us might raise you know our voice a little bit louder than whistle uh it's not like we scream at each other ever but um or we talk in a different way you know and we don't really allow a lot of time to pass without saying i'm sorry honey because we recognize super quickly what we just did it's okay you know we're again as i said we're not perfect nobody is perfect it's okay to have a bad day and to let yourself go for a, for a freaking second when you're completely stressed out. And sometimes, yeah, we do. We we take that on our partner and because he's the, the closest person. But just, you know, recognize what you just did and say, I'm sorry. And just try not to do it again. And one thing is when someone starts becoming a little bit more reactive, before you react, take a minute to yourself to say what's going on here i think this has something to do with them and just take a step back and you know you can say more of a statement instead of reacting to them and saying don't talk to me that way or you know start calling names start doing all these other things you can go into clearly something is going on you're not do you're not in a good place why don't you come get me when you're in a better place why don't you come get me when you're kind of in a place that you need someone and you're ready to talk to because this this is something that's going on with you and I recognize that I'm just making it worse right now by engaging, you know, and giving them that space because most of the time they're going to calm down. They're going to realize what they just did. And if somebody is saying, you know, with a calm demeanor and going to them saying like, I recognize you're having a problem. I recognize you're stressed out and I know that I'm making it worse right now by engaging. I'm going to take a step back, but I want you to come and engage with me when you're ready. They're going to recognize that they just did something really hurtful right there. Mm-hmm. And that they need to come and say, you know what? I'm sorry. I should have never responded that way. There is actually 
It's something that I would like everyone to do. I know everyone that is listening to us. I'm gonna give them some home homework. Um, Worst word ever. Homework. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna give them uh, an exercise. If that sounds better. Second worst word ever. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> Activity. Activity. Okay, whatever. Um, next time you're mad, next time you, you have a, a, a conflict with your partner, don't react right away. Take a second. Um, get away from your partner. Just take a few seconds. Just ask yourself, why are you mad? It's really their fault. Can you phrase things in a different way? And this is something that my Lord Father <laughs> taught me because even though I'm a really calm person right now, I wasn't so calm my whole life. I mean, everyone thought that I was always like the calm of the, the family, right? Because I was always the most like quiet and sweet and the only person who knew me really was my father because I think he was really similar <laughs> and he saw me exploding and the problem is the times I exploded I exploded with the people I loved and he realized you are doing this and then you are punishing yourself for what you just did because I see because like Long story short, sometimes I will explode with my mom and then I will cry and send and give her a letter, basically. Um, <laughs> that, that was that was always my thing, you know, writing letters like absolutely. Um, so he knew this and he taught me in the last years that he was alive. Um, you know, we talked a lot and he said, you have to change. You have to be more patient and and you have to really think what you're saying. That really stuck with me. And I think I really started putting that in practice with Brendan. Because, you know, everything that we know to this day in our relationship and the way we act is because we gave this space to each other to grow. And with Brendan, I always was like, I don't want to hurt him. And I know I'm going to explode. So every time we have a, an argument or something, I take my time. I think what I, what I need to think. And then I come back and I talk to him. And this is something also, you know, for to do as well, is that the next time also when you're fighting, I want you to really look and say, why are you guys actually angry? Are you angry because of something that's happened in the past? Are you angry because you're holding resentment of something else that's entirely unrelated to this conversation? Are you angry because you're not being heard? Or are you angry because you're projecting a fear onto each other? I think you'll find that one of those is more of the reason than what is actually going on. And it might actually get you to start calming down faster. Because if someone feels like they're not being heard, hear them. If something is coming from the past, recognize it. Find out why does it keep coming back? What is it that hasn't been worked through? 
Because once you work through that, it should not be coming back. If we're holding on to it and we're projecting it again, why did we weaponize it? Why did we bring it up again? Why did we start? There's a whole list of mechanisms when it comes to the way we argue, when it comes to the way we handle things. But you'll find that most of them are actually quite destructive. There's very few that we do that actually work towards the spirit of healing each other and get to a more trusting place. And with this, I think we're going to do moving forward. Uh, we're going to take questions. So we can take the last minutes of our podcast to answer some questions about relationships. So if you want to if you want to submit questions, you can always do it through our Instagram. Yeah, we'll have it through our stories and we'll have kind of a maybe we can establish a link so that we can keep getting more questions and maybe in the future there might be a podcast specific Instagram so that way you know exactly where to go through. There will be one. Ah, there you go. In <laughs> development. <laughs> put it on put it on right there it's in development so we'll get to answer more questions answer your questions specifically and of course if you want to remain anonymous you can completely remain anonymous um i think that will probably be a better route anyway probably. and we will answer your questions and so don't be shy you can be as vivid as you want you can be as explicit as you want there's no harm no judgment here this is a complete safe space for everybody and it might be a way that you get an answer towards your situation. Look mm -hmm. at that. Yeah. Don't even have to pay for therapy for that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't expect a whole podcast about questions. Not for now. Um, but yeah, we can answer a couple of questions at the end of, of our podcast. Because, I mean, we we did, you know, talk about we have so many, so many um Topics. My brain is not working anymore. It's been a long day at work. Uh, but I'm sure there are things out there that you guys want to know. That you guys, you know, you're, you're in a specific uh, situation in your relationship and you just want to hear a third person talking about it, which is it's really useful. And sometimes when you're really stuck in your relationship, and, and this is something also that I tell my friends. If you're really stuck with each other and communication is really, really like difficult, sometimes a third person does bring something new. If going to therapy is not your cup of tea, at least someone that you really trust, that you know that is not going to take sides, that is not going to make it worse, just bring that person and talk to them. I know that there are some people out there that they don't want their issues in their relationship to get out. And they don't want to talk about it. But depending if your relationship is not going well, you still might need that help. And that's kind of your guiding key for figuring out who that might be. Because if you think, if I say something to this person, they're going to judge me for it because they have in the past. That's not really a safe person to go to with this. If a person you know who's going to tell you the truth or is going to be in the spirit of actually helping things, that might be more towards the person you want to look for. Exactly. We all have a really good friend that we know we trust and we can tell them everything. I have I have a few. <laughs> more than a few, I think. I have more than a few. You know, I said that in the in the last podcast, that line more exactly the same way. My brain is done. <laughs> 
No, we all, we all have our things. We didn't talk about House of Dragons today. <laughs> king Viserys. All the way. He is my king. You want to talk about... Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go on a rant for a sec real quick oh about God. this. Because this is it. King Viserys is the greatest king in all of Westeros and all of, you know, Game of Thrones and whatnot. Oh, I didn't tell you. I just read, um... I just read, um... An article. My brain is not working, see? An article. And Martin said that the actor is better than the king he wrote. There you have it right there. And the reason why he's better... And I don't, I don't even give a shit about all the other Targaryens. I don't I don't care. You know, this. I, he's got my vote. The reason why is because this man literally did the one thing... Like everyone else is, like, slaying dragons and, like you know, having sex with so many people and, like, doing all these crazy things and having all these big parties and winning all these wars and everyone's like, oh, he's a lame king because he doesn't want to go to war. Oh, he's a lame king because he doesn't do this or he doesn't do that. This man said the biggest reward for him was just trying to make his family a whole family and just wanting everybody to get along. Yes, I know the toxic traits of, like, you know, everyone just needs to get along and, you know, we're going to ignore that, you know, my daughter just totally got her wrist slashed open by my other, by my wife, you know, kind of weird situation there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not validating that. That was a very weird situation with him totally taking her best friend as a wife. That was probably a bad call. But this man just wanted his family to be together. And in Game of Thrones, that's like next to impossible. And he got one night, one night, spoilers. He got one night where he got that and he got to see that and he did the impossible and everybody was just being jolly and happy. That man did the we're impossible. Gonna to, we're going to have to write a disclaimer that there's spoilers of the House of Dragons now. Are you aware of that? <laughs> we'll put it in the beginning. Damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, this week's episode it's not that bad. Um, but that's our House of Dragons theme. Is, is this going to become a weekly theme? And we're going to talk about House of Dragons and relationships? As long as House of Dragons keeps going, <laughs> after a while, it's going to have to go the way of the dodo. And what about Lord of the Rings? We're not talking about Rings of Power. We can go to Rings of Power after that. Potatoes. <laughs> Potatoes. Potatoes. We've been, we've been re-watching uh, Lord of the Rings, and I'm really happy about that. <laughs> because it helps her go to sleep. <laughs> If we could make a whole podcast about the things that help me go to sleep, because I'm not a good sleeper. She is not. So with that, everyone, thank you very much for tuning in this week. Hope to hear you or see you next week. See you? See you? (laughs) We're not going to see anyone. But we hope that you (laughs) tune in next week and listen to our next topic, which is yet to be decided, as we are still recording. So we will be on next week i think our days our launch days are going to be every wednesday going forward Mm -hmm. and we'll see you next time bye 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 (laughs)